0: Greetings, everyone! It is now time for Mark Safe. Tales of your very favorite and most beloved disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly and stay safe. And now, here with your hosts, Brienne and Melanie. This is marked safe. Bert's refrigerators and butthole picks. This is Bert. Okay, refrigerator delivered this Friday. No problem. Uh, did you want any? Oh no. Okay, just the fridge then. All right. <laughs> It's <laughs> actual footage of you when we get a, a higher-level Patreon. <laughs> do, you, do you
1: want it? Heather. Heather just posted this in our group, and I made the mistake of looking at it before we record. Um,
0: now, we both have the giggles, but this is round two of the giggles. This round two of the giggles. We fucked this up. We recorded 12 minutes, and then I realized that I had stopped. My my audacity had stopped recording at five minutes. Mm-hmm. And... um. There was a lot of trash talking. Um, there were secrets that In were that. told. Okay, maybe maybe they'll get told again. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Melanie, would you like to talk shit about Hannah again? <laughs> oh. On the second, I have to <laughs> talk shit about her twice.
1: Yeah. Uh, paging Hannah Harlow. Send Semi- me.
0: Paging Hannah. Hannah. Apparently, Hannah has not yet responded to her bracket box win. But Melanie has seen her in comments, and she was like, well, if we haven't heard from her by the time we're recording <laughs> next week, we're just going to have to pass her on and give her a box <laughs> to the next person down. Is that mean? And I'm like, have you, ha- have you interacted with any of the things you've seen her interacting no. with? Or are you just like an evil sim player watching your creations squander their wealth? Mm-hmm. Definitely the second Definitely one.
1: Definitely the second
0: one. Definitely the second one. So, Hannah, don't worry. I am not going to let no, Melanie listen, do you this like This is that. like
1: my kids in the morning when they get ready for school. And they're like, where's my shoes? It's not my responsibility. Hannah, give me your address.
0: I'll send you a box. Listen, I'm sorry. She's been drinking. I've not been drinking. Melanie, I'm trying to help you. I'm drunk.
1: I'm naked wearing (laughs) Hannah Harlow's Mark Safe (laughs) apron and made her. And it's so good.
0: See, listen, the value of that apron just went up by a lot.
1: My titties are touching it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Listen, now, now if you don't hear from Hannah after this, we will know (laughs) why.
1: So, just the apron? Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, just the Mm -hmm. apron. (laughs) 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 What is wrong with you? So, Hannah, we're looking for you.
1: Yeah.
0: And if Melanie apparently is just going to just let it roll, but I will find you. Also, I'm sorry about my voice. I'm sick. I apologize. Sick of waiting on Hannah Harlow. Oh, my God. No, that's just you. I'm not going down with this one. I'm not going down with this bad PR moment. (laughs) I went down with your ship about the bad review, but I'm not going down with your ship about Hannah, my friend, my bestie. No. So, yeah. I am sick. It is just a cold, but I do kind of sound like shit. Um, Told Melanie before we started recording that I was going to go take some DayQuil. And I said, make sure it's
1: DayQuil. (laughs) DayQuil. Because we all know what happens when she takes NyQuil. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I would die before I would listen to that episode again. Yeah. Like if you had a gun to my head and you were like, listen, the only way out is to just sit here and listen to this on regular speed. <laughs> um, or we're gonna kill you. i I had a good run. Tell my family I love. Oh, them. the kids are <laughs> dying. Oh. Oh, God. that's bad. <laughs> it listen, listen, we should never have released We that. should not. <laughs> we should go and delete it right now.
1: No, it's good. It's it, it's good. Listen,
0: someday I'm gonna be Sitting up at three a.m. having one of those every embarrassing thing you've ever done moments, and you're gonna just look on Buzzsprout Sunday and realize it's gone. No, you're not allowed to do that. But I'm not guaranteeing that I won't. I don't think I was even measuring it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Um, like, I think I was drinking it straight from the bottle, that night. I had to bootleg it. You were drinking it straight from the bottle. Fuck. <laughs> Like I'm fucking Lil Wayne or something. Listen, goals.
1: Go back, bootleg that episode. No, no. On a cassette tape. If you don't know what a cassette tape is, then Lord help you. You're too young to be yeah. here. No, they're not. Yeah,
0: listen, I think cassette tapes no. are coming back, aren't they? No, they're not. No. I mean, are they coming back to you? I feel like they're not coming back to me. I think I feel like I people may- like CDs and cassette tapes still. What makes you think that?
1: i don't know it just seems like a very gen z thing
0: i mean it seems like they're they cool. could. like if you were trying to predict what gen z might end up into i think that would be a reasonable thing to do
1: i think they're probably But i don't
0: think they actually have i haven't actually heard anything about that Mm-mm. i don't know i feel this one in my bones the
1: '90s fashions coming back. I'm telling you, cassettes, CDs. I'm
0: kind of into it. I love Listen, it. I'm not saying that. I th- I'm not saying I think that your prediction is wrong. I'm just saying I don't think it's actually happened yet. Have you seen that like weird Trek thing in the vinyl suit dancing on TikTok? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, one of our friends lately. Every time she drinks has been sending me uh, like a Shrexaphone or something on YouTube. (laughs) And it is the trippiest, most surreal, ridiculous thing. (laughs) And she vibes to it so hard. And I don't know if it could be related to that. It's like an hour long thing and it's so goddamn weird. Okay, send it to me. I need some weird in my life. Are you not enough weird in your own
1: life? I don't think so. I think there's a lot of room for improvement.
0: Okay, so I don't remember, how did we get on to the pettiest moment thing in take one of this? Because yours cannot fall into the abyss of this. It was me
1: talking about the bracket prize okay. and not giving it to her and just giving it to okay. someone else because she's not paying attention to me and I thrive on attention. We know.
0: <laughs> okay, but hold on. Because when we recorded the first one, I wanted to know what the pettiest thing you've ever done was. And you were like, oh, gosh, I don't know. Let me think about it and dithered about it for like three full fucking mm-hmm. minutes. And then came up with something. Well,
1: I thought maybe this was more revenge and not pettiness. They're the same.
0: No, or I mean, the Venn diagrams are almost a circle.
1: So I had a m- mailman who used to... Still, our stamps, and then I had Rolling Stones. What do you mean by that? By like, the way? he would take an exacto knife and cut out the stamp, so he would leave. Oh, not just that, my Rolling Stones,
0: the Spice Girls issue, took his exacto knife and cut out all of their heads. And it's okay, I'm really glad that we're re recording this actually because we did not delve into this in the beginning, and I have. So many questions. Uh, mm -hmm. And so then he would leave
1: a postage note or not a postage note, a post-it note saying that there was not enough postage to mail our letters because he fucking stole it. How do you know it was him? Because I lived in the middle of nowhere.
0: But couldn't it have been some pesky kids? No. There's pesky kids everywhere. No, because he was doing
1: it to all of our neighbors.
0: What the fuck? What do you think he was mailing
1: that he needed to mail so cheaply? He wasn't. He just wanted to ruin our mail and be an asshole, a weird creepo. And it was a neighborhood effort. We got tired of it. So the kid down the street, we called him the doctor, and
0: we used to blow up his mailbox all the time. Why did... Hold on. Why did you call him the doctor?
1: Um, Because he used to shave cats. I think I've talked about this before. How does that make you a doctor? Like a weird doctor like frankenstein
0: oh okay anyways okay frankenstein the cat shaver we used to blow up
1: his mailbox so it was a little wobbly and so we all got tired of it the kids did and so we found some roadkill we put it in the mailbox we super glued it shut and we waited for him to drive and this is way out in the country where they're in their personal vehicles and he pulled rock pull rock pulled really hard and then the Glue broke, and uh, all of it shot inside of his car. Oh my god! And we were victorious. We never had an issue again. But I don't think that's okay. pettiness. It's- I think that's revenge. Melanie. No. Also, it's it's both. I was like thirteen, so don't at me.
0: That's actually pretty old. I was picturing you younger. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely seemed like eight or nine year old um level of moral development and antics well but see no. i
1: was four years older than my brother so this would probably I'm wondering if maybe this was more his idea can i blame it on him he's dead
0: Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it's it. All his fault. that that's that, petty
1: there's my petty
0: that was one of your villain origin hey, stories i don't know how, who.
1: how's that for petty blame your dead brother for the shit you did as a okay. kid okay
0: <laughs> uh, so far, all of my brothers are alive, so I can't, but, and I didn't grow up with any of them, but that doesn't mean I won't. Why don't you uh, uh, share your
1: petty moment, Brianne? <laughs> Since
0: we're talking You're about really go dead there? things. You're really going to go uh, there. <laughs> yeah, mine is a lot of overlap. Yeah, are we the same person? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Um, I may very well cut this i still may this is round two of this and i still may don't do it i might i don't know oh fuck me um long time ago i had an ex and we had just gotten a house and moved into it and uh she really dumped me in the worst imaginable way like two days later like literally like 48 hours after we moved um and I will not get into the details of that, but, I mean, it was egregious. It was, like, it, it was far beyond normal shittiness and into, like, e- extreme shittiness. And I lived there for a little while longer while we, you know, got shit separated and everything, but then when I moved out... um God, I shouldn't say this. I may say it. <laughs> I may have left octopus in her curtain rods. I had some very enabling friends. Mm-hmm. That's usually how the how that goes, too. That that was how that went. It is there's is like a 75% chance I will delete this. Um yeah, I, I'm I'm torn on whether I'm sorry about that. Uh we were friends for a couple of years after that. She did mention a problem with that at one point, point. <laughs> I'm almost certain I did not admit to it at the time. Um Does
1: she know now? She does now.
0: <laughs> she listens. Oh fuck. Mm. Oh no. I'm gonna I'm gonna have something in my inbox today. Oh, I'm sure. <sighs> fuck. Mm. Um all I will say is that if you knew the details of that breakup uh everyone probably including her would side with me <laughs> probably including her at this point but who knows I guess I'm going to know soon Yeah we'll find out Okay well speaking of evil <laughs> she's super chill now <laughs> But nothing. I'm also super chill now. Everybody is. Uh, but nothing. Nobody was then. Is it weird that, like,
1: one of our first Disney songs is, like, an octopus lady? And you're like,
0: oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, see, now you've gotten into this, so I can't delete you can't. it. You fuck if you just drop this shit throughout the episode i can't cut it yeah god damn it your secrets are (laughs) out for all to hear uh okay we're starting the disney bracket up till right the second i was really excited (laughs) (laughs) all right you ready um i'm ready yeah and i am really i am really Doing my preparation this time. I remember when we did the cryptid bracket. I was always like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" Let me read about these cryptids. Like while I was waiting for my shit to load. Yeah. Um. But no, no, no. I am excited about this. I, I mean, I enjoyed the cryptid one too. You know what yeah. I mean. Um. But I am super pumped about it. So I listened to, uh, the first two songs a little while ago. We had a little bit of family drama over it. I have not tended to involve Adelaide too much in the brackets until now, but. Yeah, Ava's in it too. I have to with this one. Yeah. Okay, well, what is Ava's win? I'm I not going to tell you. Well, 100- let's tell
1: everybody what the, what it is first. So it's Shiny
0: okay, yeah. versus Poor Unfortunate Souls. Okay, yeah. Shiny is from Moana, in case anyone doesn't know, because I, I think that's a little bit of a lesser known I'm one. I'm
1: Shiny.
0: <laughs> um, they're both solid but this one was super easy it's definitely going to be Poor Unfortunate Souls oh. Adelaide does not agree yeah
1: but doesn't agree and that was actually my personal pick I put that in there
0: <laughs> oh really yeah see I think it's interesting because I think that Shiny and Poor Unfortunate Souls actually have a lot in common they do
1: that's why I linked them they have
0: a yeah they have a very similar vibe it's very um. you know Sea monsters singing sultry songs, kind of thing. But you like the octopus, <laughs> but <laughs> listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, kind, of. kind of, not completely. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. I'll tell you the story sometime, and you won't be sorry at all. Yeah, no, I got to go with the octopus, and uh, I mean, I do think it's a little bit generational. I love. Uh, Moana is a fantastic movie, but, you know, I have my personal childhood nostalgia for Little Mermaid, which Adelaide zeroed right in on. She was like, I feel like no one likes Moana. Oh, and my freaking husband was like, oh, people like Moana. It's just only kids, adults like Little Mermaid. And I'm like, great. No, well, you tell her. defensive. Tell
1: her that that's what I picked,
0: too. Okay. I will.
1: I will. As far she superior. Was, uh. In my opinion.
0: Yeah. I think she's gonna be pretty invested in this bracket. Good. But yeah, I mean this one this one was easy for me. I was fascinated by how stylistically similar they were and impressed by your matchup, by the way. I just like to give you credit for that.
1: Thank you. I love doing the matchups. I think I'm good at the matchups.
0: You are, and you know what else I was thinking earlier that you would be really what? good at? Um, like movie posters. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was looking at a movie trailer for something, um, and it was definitely on DayQuil, and I was thinking <laughs> about how fun it must be to, like, put together the movie trailers, and I was thinking about how fun it must be to put together, um, like, the poster that you see hanging at the movie theater, and I thought, God, Melanie would be so good at that. I would like to do something like that. You would be so good at that. Like, that is, that, ugh, God. All right. I don't don't know how the fuck I landed you for this. Indie movie makers need
1: a poster, hit me up. I will make you a poster. (laughs) No, stop trying to find new (laughs) clues. This is your job. Stop it. Alright, so we got a message from Ann Keating a while back asking for something special. Okay. She listens to our podcast with her daughter, Emma. And it just so... I love that. Mm -hmm. And it
0: right there i love, love it
1: and it just so happens to be emma's birthday today yay on this actual day that this yes, drops. yes. so happy birthday.
0: yes happy
1: birthday so her mom wrote us and asked us if we could give her a birthday shout out and we were like absolutely not scram <laughs> <laughs>
0: just kidding because you're a
1: monster yes no um it was super adorable, and we were like, "Heck yeah!" But um, how about we take it up a notch and uh, do an episode for her too?
0: Amazing! Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so into this. I
1: just I had so much fun with this. So she offered up the coolest episode recommendation, and check this out. She made a donation on our behalf to Rain, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, a nonprofit anti-sexual assault organization.
0: Oh, I love it's that. Our first, I don't think you told me that. I don't think I knew it's that. It's our
1: first donation made on behalf of our podcast, and it is so fucking incredible. I literally cried. Thank you, Anne. Yay. Thank you. I love Isn't that. Isn't so amazing? Yes. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, Emma, happy birthday.
0: Happy birthday to you. No. Are you going to send her your butthole?
1: <laughs> Bob's refrigerator, and- or is it Bert's? I don't even know anymore.
0: <laughs> but I got the butthole. It's Melanie's, really. I, that's who's the it it butthole. Is. <laughs> um,
1: so, this one's for you. Also, uh, it kind of turned out to be a doozy. Uh, so, I apologize now if I ruined your birthday
0: present. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. And God, if you think it's bad, uh. I am alarmed. I'm alarmed. I am alarmed. You al- you
1: alarmed me. I alarmed myself with this one. All right. Here we go. <laughs> it was just a normal Friday evening on December 15th, 1967, when Charlene Foster stood in her backyard chatting it up with her neighbor. You know, back in the days when you actually... Talk to your neighbor. Yeah, I don't talk to my neighbor. Do you talk to your neighbor? You talk to your neighbor sometimes. You've even talked about it in here. No, they they help my husband out. Especially
0: when you wear your Britney Spears Mm -hmm. shirt.
1: I think Cody talks to them a lot more than I do. I do a lot of... I'm just real busy with the kids, so it's usually a a wave. I gotta get better. I'll get better. But her conversation would be cut short by the screams of her two sons, 10-year-old Terry and 6-year-old Scott. They cried. Mommy, mommy, look, the bridge is falling down. (gasps) Oh, shit. Charlene raced into her house and looked out the window, just in time to see the silver bridge collapsing. And it did so in less than a minute. Oh, shit. The bridge...
0: You love a
1: bridge collapse. I love a bridge collapse. The bridge, which spanned across the Ohio River, connected Gallipolis, Ohio, and Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And since it was 5 p.m. rush hour traffic that Friday, Silver Bridge was jam-packed with vehicles. 31 vehicles with 64 occupants plunged into the Ohio River. A coal truck driver who also witnessed a clap said, It didn't just fall into the river. It sort of slithered like a snake, then buckled, <gasps> and cars began falling off of it sideways.
0: Okay, I swear to God, some of these people give quotes like they know their ass is going to get quoted on a disaster podcast. Sometimes. Right? Holy shit. Ugh. Holy shit. gave okay.
1: me chills. Gave me chills. H.L. Uh. Hubri, who had just started his shift at the local Christmas tree lot. There is a Whoville joke in there somewhere. I can't quite figure it out, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Anyway, after loading up his first tree sale of the day onto the customer's car, he stood in astonishment as he watched the demise of the Silver Bridge. I saw it, but I don't believe it. The bridge just keeled over, starting slowly on the Ohio River side, then following like a deck of cards to the West Virginia side. It was fantastic. There was a big flash and a puff of smoke when the last of the bridge caved in. I guess the power line snapped. Holy shit. Then H.L. watched as the last car to escape the collapse raced towards him. He parked his car in my Christmas tree lot. He looked like a ghost. He just sat there, and then he was sick right in the car. I bet. I bet, (laughs) too. Because the Silver Bridge collapsed at an insane speed, there was little passengers could do. Howard Boggs and his wife Marjorie were returning home with their 17-month-old daughter Christy after doing some Christmas shopping. Marjorie sensed something was wrong as they waited on the congested bridge. Howard said, my wife noticed the bridge was quivering and asked, what would we do if this thing broke? Then suddenly it broke and we went down. My feet touched the damn river bottom. Holy shit. Howard said he must have blacked out. When he woke, he was clinging onto a barrel in the Ohio River. He thought for sure he would freeze to death before being rescued, but ultimately he survived. His family did not.
0: Oh no, Melanie, goddammit. This is what you give people as a birthday gift. (laughs) This is like a cat dropping a dead mouse on your pillow. God bless it. Okay. I apologized. No, you don't. You're not sorry. I'm gonna pull up the fucking Taylor Swift song. You're not sorry, and just play the whole thing right now. (laughs) You don't have to call anymore. I won't pick up the phone. Okay, here, here, here. This is a little bit better. Howard would be. uh, Yeah, it's really not. This is the last time. I don't want to hurt anymore, as Taylor Swift said. (laughs) Howard would be
1: one of five men picked up by Bill McCormick and his staff from the city ice and fuel dock on two separate motorboats. They had watched as the silver bridge collapsed and immediately jumped into action, but it wasn't easy. As they took the small motorboats to the disaster, the waves from the bridge crashing into the Ohio River were so high, it almost knocked one of the men from the boat. One city ice and fuel boat was able to rescue a truck driver Who clung onto his floating semi, which was only kept afloat because of the load of mattresses he was carrying that day. Whoa. Right? Yeah. Can you imagine of all the cargo that you have? Like you have something that's gonna
0: make your truck float. No, because anytime I watch nine one one, the only things they are ever carrying are terrible shit that's gonna explode. Right. I'm catching up on that, by the way. (laughs) You may be ahead of me at this point.
1: Bill also Rescued a man named Paul Scott. Paul was carpooling home with his work buddies James Pullen and Frederick Miller when they, like so many others, found themselves in stopped traffic on the bridge. When the Silver Bridge started to sway, his friends became uneasy. Sitting in the back seat, he tried to calm their fears with reason. Look, bridges were meant to sway. There are buildings that are literally designed to sway so they don't break, and. That's a spooky ass fucking thought, though. Yeah. By the way, I hate it. I know it's true, but I fucking hate I it. hate it too. And then I started thinking about um, my visit to the St. Louis Arch, which was on my bucket okay. list for a long time. That I will never, probably ever. Uh, I'm good with ever going again. Like the tiny little egg elevator that you go up into, and then it's swaying when you get to the top. No, I'm I'm good. What? 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 They cram you this. in this like little like egg thing with like, it's like bright white and it's got these little seats and you sit in there and then you just up to the top and then you get off. And the whole thing, especially if it's a windy day, is like swaying back and forth.
0: Ah, God, there is so much scary shit in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with the arch. It was cool. I'm
1: glad I did it. Uh, I probably won't do it again. Christ. Okay. I want to know. The elevator maintenance on that thing. I want to know all the
0: maintenance on that thing. Um, don't you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I do want to know. It just um, it sent me down like a super weird train of thought yeah. about my family. Oh, <laughs> um, I think we've alluded before to the fact that I was uh, the product of a sneaky link affair situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's really a secret to anyone, so there's not really any it's, – it's not a problem for anyone at this point. Um, but I remember my mom telling me a story a long time ago that uh, my biological father was um, – I believe he did elevator maintenance. I know she's going to be texting me the second she hears this, and she's going to be like, no, the details were blah, blah, blah. <laughs> At the same time, I'm going to be getting messages about octopus. Um, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some blowback from this, Um, but I remember her talking about that he was um, he did elevator maintenance in the building she worked in, and that he would stop the elevator between floors to kiss her. And I always thought that was very that is
1: very what is it? ZZ No, was it Aerosmith? One of them getting it up while you're going down. There's an elevator
0: song. I'm somewhere. unfamiliar with it, but maybe my parents are familiar with it. I don't know. Um, so when you say you want to know about the elevator maintenance, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about that. My dad's in the hospice. I've been thinking about him a lot lately. <laughs> it's. A whole I
1: gotta thing. find that song.
0: I'll sing Life it to you. is messy. It's so messy, and so it's okay. Messy.
1: It's allowed to be
0: messy, right? I mean, it's gonna fucking be messy, whether it's allowed or not. Yeah, to be it's true. It's true. It doesn't give a shit.
1: We're just on this roller coaster together. We just hope it stays
0: on its tracks and doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. Mm-hmm. It takes and it takes and it takes. I haven't made a Hamilton reference in a minute.
1: It's been on a this while.
0: Podcast. I need to rewatch that. It's been a while.
1: All right. So back to it. Okay. So soon, Paul couldn't even convince himself that the swing was normal. And as he watched the bridge collapse before him, he opened the back door and ran as fast as possible in the opposite direction. Oh shit. At
0: that's one bold. point, that's some Eamon McIntyre energy.
1: hmm At one point he passed a car as another passenger opened their door to flee. Only for some reason to change their mind, close their door and fall with the bridge. <gasps> oh gosh. Right? Wow. Ooh. Okay. Paul could run no longer. The bridge was collapsing with him on it, so he grabbed onto a rail and held on for dear life. The rail flung up and flipped him into the 32-degree waters on the complete opposite side of the bridge from where he was sitting just moments before. Bill would find Paul and the other survivors bobbing amongst debris in the river, including Christmas presents, that had managed to escape cars without their owners. It was immediate that the outlook was grim for commuters who fell with the bridge. It soon went from a rescue operation to a recovery mission. The death hole uncertain because there was no way to know the passenger count of the cars. Hmm. Ohio prosecutor John Epling stated simply, anyone who comes up out of the river will not be breathing. Oh, my God. Five bodies were immediately recovered, including friends Cecil Count and Melvin Cantrell, Also in their car was Melvin's wife, Margaret, who somehow managed to jump from the vehicle, landing on the muddy banks of the Ohio River. She survived, but was rushed immediately to Holzer Hospital to be treated for shock. Searchers with torches worked throughout the night, and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers leased a 50-ton crane to make vehicle recovery easier. More than a 100 skin divers worked with the disaster. As vehicles were discovered by divers, they would tie buoys marking the spots for the crane to dredge, which I can't even imagine that picture just seeing. That is so incredibly dark. Buoys on the water and just knowing what's beneath those. Yeah. God. A volunteer serving food for workers at the Trinity Methodist Church half a block from the disaster said that as the crane brought each car to the surface, it let out an eerie whistle that could be heard throughout the valley. Oh,
0: my God. How do you find this shit, Melanie? Newspapers. Uh, the old-timey newspapers. You just find the spookiest poll quotes ever. It's
1: the old-timey
0: newspapers. It's your I tell thing. You. You're so fucking good at it.
1: I will sit all day and just read newspapers. Listen.
0: I if love I die, it. please do an episode with some really spooky poll quotes about it. Okay. For but sure. Whatever fucking eerie whistle I make. <laughs> 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 write my obituary. Do an episode. Find some really, really haunting poll quotes. Honor I my legacy. You.
1: I will honor you forever. You. Thank but you. But you have to stick around for a very long
0: time. I mean, however long, I'm sure there will be an eerie whistle when I die, somehow. It's called a fart brain. (laughs) It probably doesn't even make sounds for you. Your butthole's so floppy. There's nothing like this. It'll just be kind of a sputter for you.
1: As vehicles were recovered, they were placed on barges for inspection and removal of victims. State Trooper Rudy O'Dell was in the unfortunate position of identifying and tagging the victims, a job that would only be easy in the sense that it wasn't hard to identify the victims he shared his small community with. Oh, no. He said, we never brought up a vehicle or a person that we didn't know was there before they came up. One car had a father and son. He had one of those... Little winter suits on with the fur on the collar. Oh, Melody. And I knew the little boy. I knew his mother. You don't get used to it. No, I bet you don't. Mm -mm. After identification, the victims were then transported to a temporary morgue at the National Guard Armory on Route 62, five miles outside of Point Pleasant, which was... Prior to the bridge collapse, set to be the location of the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company's annual Yule party, where there were expecting upwards of 600 children to come visit Santa. Now?
0: Really? mm -hmm, Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What? Are they all gonna die? Who? All 600 children?
1: No, they just don't have
0: a party to go to. Okay, I mean, that sucks. But when it's your episode, and I hear the word 600 children from you. Oh, I I fear the worst. No, 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 I promise. Okay, I I I promise. I have trauma.
1: I did this to you. And I apologize.
0: You did do this to me. I'm glad you know it. No, it and just then, was. Yeah, and then early, I, th- I don't. I think we talked about this in the first recording of the intro. At the second, you said earlier that this is going to be possibly your worst episode.
1: No, I didn't say it was my worst. I said it
0: will be one of the worst. Hold on, I think you said it might be the worst. I'm listen. I'm about to cite my sources here. Okay, yeah, you said, "Holy fuck, it may be my worst one yet." And I thought that you meant like maybe you were a little underprepared. Maybe you didn't feel like you had chosen a very good one or something. And I was like all prepared to be a hype woman and be like, no, I'm sure it's great. Even if it's not great, you did your fucking best. Blah, 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 blah. Like I was ready. And then you were like, no, no, not like that. (laughs) Like my worst, like my saddest. It was And sad. you did a story where a bunch of children died piled up against a door in a fire. I don't think this is worse than that. I mean, it's all bad. Don't get and me wrong. And you did a story about fucking old people dying on an iceberg together. So when you say that, and then at some point in the episode, you say the words, Do you think that's children. one of the worst, though? Oh, yeah. I don't think that was one of the worst. Oh, Yeah. I, and then you say that, and then I hear the word 600 children from you in a story. It's not good. It, no,
1: no. Excuse no. me. You're, you're, you're good. They just missed out on Santa. Okay. See? Surprise!
0: I don't trust you.
1: <laughs> you have trust issues with me. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Well, now the area was filled with Red Cross volunteers setting up cots and screens. A.J. Hutchins, Goodyear's chief personnel director, said... It's a tragic day here. We have at least two of our own people not accounted for. It was a, since it was like five o'clock, they have a plant there. So people were getting off work from there too. It was just, it was a mess. It was a mess. In total, 46 people lost their lives in the Silver Bridge collapse, though only 44 were recovered the last six months later on June 22nd, 1968. The two missing victims who have never been recovered still to this day were Maxine Turner, wife of Victor Turner, who also died in the collapse, and 10-year-old Kathy Bias, who was in the car with her mother, Hilda, and two-year-old sister, Kimberly, who also did not survive. The victims ranged in age from 1 to 81 years old, and many families lost multiple members. Victims and vehicles were not the only recovery mission. The bridge, 90% submerged in fast moving waters, was to be removed as well and reconstructed. As pieces of the 1750 foot span bridge were recovered, they were numbered, marked, and then transported to a large field to be laid out in its entirety to aid in the investigation.
0: How creepy is that? That is that's gonna freak my mom out. (laughs) Can you imagine just like
1: looking in a field as at this put together, like this just this bridge that's like
0: haphazardly
1: just (sighs) thrown together?
0: Like that pushes the same creepy button for me as like roller coaster demolition stories. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. like it's not supposed to be there. Mm -mm. It's really fucking unsettling, it's too big it's too big it's too big and it doesn't go there and it's Mm -hmm. like you like to think about it being there but you don't really like to think about it being put together and you really don't like to think about it being taken apart and you really don't like to think about it being haphazardly reassembled in a field yeah no that is there's pictures too it's so weird i bet there are
1: i bet it does Built in 1928, the Silver Bridge, named after its stunning aluminum paint job, was the first bridge in the United States to use heat-treated I-bars rather than chains for its suspension system. Quote, the I-bars are formed with long lengths of steel, with holes drilled out at either end. These I-bars were put together in much of the same way as links in a bicycle chain. A bolt is used to join the I-bars together. The resulting joints in the suspension chain can then move in response to forces placed on them. So the bridge always swayed like it was a thing. That's why they were a lot of the commuters were like second guessing themselves or like, is this normal? This is kind of normal. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I understand the concept of that, but it does make me want to never get on a bridge again for the rest of my life. There's um, the... I, I do hate it a lot. Have you ever heard of the
1: Three Sisters Bridge in Pittsburgh? No. They're built the same way pretty much. Oh. I mean they're they're a lot more ahead of their time than
0: this, but I've been on a couple of your spooky Louisiana bridges before. Yeah, I've been on the Huey P Long bridge and uh the lake, ooh, I'm going to mangle that. Train or Ponch-train.
1: something. Train. Yeah, you yeah. got it. You got it. I've
0: been on those. They're spooky.
1: So if you're in Pittsburgh and you want a visual just look at those bridges. I've actually been on those bridges before. They're they're. I hate bridges, but those are those are very beautiful. For some reason, I, I love them.
0: I think mean, bridges are beautiful. That's not the problem. <laughs> we
1: just want them to stay up. But there was a major problem with this design. The eye bars with the bolt in place couldn't be fully inspected. While investigating the bridge in the open field, it became pretty clear pretty quick just what happened. On the north side of the bridge, the Ohio side, I-bar number 330 was fractured. Quote, the design of the eye bar assembly meant that water could pool at the bottom of the eye hole and the combination of the residual stress and the corrosive environment had caused a stress corrosion crack to form.
0: <sighs> God bless it. I hate it.
1: Hidden away, the crack had grown slowly over 39 years. Until it was about three millimeters long. Imagine something just growing
0: for thirty nine years. I think I would really hate um well I was gonna say if I had lost a loved one I would hate it, but I mean if I'd lost loved one in this I'd probably hate everything. But if I'd lost loved one I think I would really hate knowing that like I had driven over that fucking bridge with that crack developing.
1: A crack is bad enough. But then, when you take into account that the steel used in the eye bars were hardly a match for the near-freezing temps, along with the heavy load of the stopped traffic, it was never a matter of if the bridge would collapse, but when. That's awful. Mm-hmm. That's, okay, I don't like it. A lot had changed over time since Silver Bridge was built in 1928. Vehicles became heavier, and the original plans never took into account jam-packed traffic just sitting there on a stopped on the bridge. So eye bar number three, three, zero cracks, then the bolt bends and then pop, pop, pop. The rest of the eye bars, they just start dropping like dominoes, unable to carry the load that the last I bar passed
0: on. Oh my God. Pop, pop, pop. There's some fucking metallic sounds. Pop, pop, pop. Get out your bingo boards.
1: Upstream there was St. Mary's
0: Bridge that was
1: built by the same manufacturer in the same exact style. After Silver Bridge collapsed, its sister bridge, St. Mary, was immediately close to traffic <laughs> and eventually demolished
0: by the state in 1971. So
1: wow. good for them that they didn't they didn't take any chances.
0: Yeah, so it was just sitting there closed for like what four years at this point? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's spooky.
1: No, they closed it after Silver Bridge. So, yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah, I was math in the wrong way. Yeah. Following the collapse of Silver Bridge, there was a growing concern for the safety of America's bridges. Not sure that concern has really stopped, (laughs) though. Yeah. Um, But the collapse did lead to the establishment of the National Bridge Inspection Standards, NBIS, under the Federal Aid Highway Act of 1968 and the Special Bridge Replacement Program under the Federal Aid Highway Act of 1970. So let's talk about this bridge replacement program. Okay. I'm intrigued. So the Silver Bridge was very important and necessary for commuters passing over the Ohio River. The loss of access was a huge blow to the communities. That's how, on February 7th, just over a month and a half after the collapse, President Lyndon Johnson made a huge announcement. A replacement bridge would be built And finished in half the normal time it normally takes to build a bridge. No, 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 It's just cutting out red tape. No, the red
0: tape is red red flags. The red tape is red flags.
1: It's clearly okay, Brienne, it's just red tape. Flags. No, no. No. (laughs) And guess what? That's exactly what happened. On the second anniversary of the Silver Bridge collapse, the Silver Memorial Bridge was open a mile downstream from its original site on December 15th, 1969. Oh, they reopened it on the collapse date. Yes, they did. It's still no. there. So no. clearly it was okay to get rid of that Right? Read the room. No. no. Yes, it's fine. I'm sure everybody loves that bridge. No. I mean, you
0: don't need time. You do. You need a little more than that.
1: Sometimes you just need your bridge, and you need it now.
0: No, I don't ever need a speedy bridge. Well, I like a slow bridge. Well, it's still there, so we shall see. We shall see.
1: Sadly, because of the new location, the business district of Point Pleasant and the town's economy took a huge blow as the traffic no longer flowed through downtown. But there would be a revival of sorts. Partly in thanks to someone, something we all know and love. What? The Mothman. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Speaking of love, one of our horrible ghouls, Jerry Lynn. Hi, Jerry Lynn. Posted a screenshot in our group um, of one of the raddest pickup lines ever. Someone posted um, Cryptid Valentines.
0: Yes, um, I saw those.
1: And did you see the pickup line?
0: No, I don't She's, think I did.
1: Maybe I did. Tell me. It's so good. So she texts her partner. She said, hey, what's your favorite cryptid? And her partner wrote back, oh, man, either Mothman or the Jersey Devil. And then she oh, said, Oh, no, I did
0: see this. Mm-hmm. She said, you're my favorite cryptid because I can't believe you're real. Oh, my God. I got to use that.
1: Clearly, that shit works. I mean. They've been together five years, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a long time. Oh, yeah, long enough. All right, so back to the Silver Bridge Collapse and the Mothman. The first alleged sighting of Mothman was in Clendenin, I probably didn't say that right. I don't care. West Virginia, just over an hour outside of Point Pleasant. On November 12th, 1966, Kenneth Duncan and three other men were digging a grave in Reamer Hill Cemetery. It was for Kenneth's recently passed father-in-law, Homer Smith. How about that honeydew list? Some of y'all complain about putting the dishes in the sink. Kenneth's out here
0: digging graves for his wife. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> New standards for romance. Yes.
1: So they're all digging away when out of nowhere, a man-like figure flew out from the trees. Ken said it was gliding through the trees and it was in sight for about a minute. The whole incident clearly happened so too fast, just too fast, because none of the other men witnessed it. But three days later, on November 15, 1966, another encounter, this time witnessed by two couples. Linda and Roger Scarberry, along with friends Mary and Steve Mallett, drove their black 57 Chevy to a place where many future sightings would happen, a place nicknamed by locals the TNT area. Oh it was God. home of an abandoned power plant and the McClintock Wildlife Station. Suddenly, Steve saw two red eyes reflected by headlights staring at them. They immediately noped the fuck out of there. But the gray apparition chased their car at very high speeds. Oof. Mary said, it squeaked like a big mouse. <laughs> Finally, they lost a terrifying creature. Okay, and I s- feel
0: like that's like the cryptid <laughs> version of like emasculation. <laughs> I don't actually want to make it like emasculate or anything, but I feel like that's like uh, really, I don't think that's what that cryptid would have wanted. No. No.
1: No. That is such a cut down though. Yeah. I don't think she meant it as a cut. T- I mean...
0: Maybe she did. I don't
1: know. Was all the articles I said, she, she was pretty terrified. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, we could rewrite history. I mean, like I mean maybe else she, does. <laughs> maybe
0: she was terrified and she responds to terror with... Um, Let's fight, vicious, bitch. Vicious clapbacks. Yeah. And, uh, okay, I
1: like that. I dead like animal
0: related revenge. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> She's I'm one of us. You. Finally, they lost a terrifying creature and stopped at the local dairyland to regroup. Linda wanted to go to the police, but the boys, being boys, wanted to go back and see if they could get a better look. They chickened out, though, and took Linda up on her suggestion. They reported the, quote, flying man with 10-foot wings to Deputy Millard Halstead, who didn't believe them at first, but reasoned they must have been telling the truth because they weren't troublemakers. Honestly, though, listen, um, weren't they just trespassing? That's a fucking troublemaker. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I mean, not to victim blame, but.
0: Oh, really? I don't okay. think get you're out, supposed get to be out there. Your Melanie bingo boards. <laughs> We've got some bad metallic sounds, um, tragic deaths of children, bridge collapse, victim blaming, butthole jokes.
1: Hey, it's got it all.
0: It's got it all. It's got it all. Happy it's birthday, a, Emma! It's a Melanie special.
1: <laughs> a press conference was had, and news outlets dubbed the creature the Mothman, a name whose origin story likely came from the Batman villain the killer moth the batman tv series had recently become all the rage and a lot of people think that's how it got its connection oh. now everyone wanted to see the mothman the story brought, brought droves of people to the wildlife station so much so that volunteer fire department recalled it to help keep traffic moving during the next three days eight more similar reports of mothman sightings November 18th, two volunteer firemen, Paul Yoder and Benjamin Enoch, said they, quote, saw what was definitely a very large bird with large red eyes. A professor at West Virginia's university, Robert L. Smith, was having none of it. He suggested that the Mothman was, in fact, a rare species of crane seldom seen east of the Mississippi River, the Sandhill Crane. It's red eyes... Could be large circles of bare reddish flesh around the crane's eyes. It probably just wandered out of its normal migration, so it's just some dopey ass bird that spat its <laughs> directions.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: The sightings continued, and some locals even corroborated the sandbelt theory. Doctor Warner, a veterinarian, said he was driving along the highway when he quote saw the huge crane-like bird flying over the river. He described it as having an elongated neck and huge wingspan. Then he said the bird changed directions and soared towards the highway. I stopped the car in the middle of the road and got out. Meanwhile, the driver in the car behind me came up and asked what was wrong. Have you been reading about the Mothman in the newspaper? I asked him. Well, there he is. And I pointed. But before he could see it, it had disappeared behind the hill. Damn drunk, the man said and went back into his car.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Okay.
1: Reporter Mary Heyer of Point Pleasant didn't shy away from reporting the strange phenomena happening in her town in a column called Where the Waters Mingle, which is probably a poor name, too.
0: Where the waters mingle. Melanie, you should be ashamed <laughs> of that one. <laughs>
1: It wasn't just the mothman that she poured, reported on but the cult following the creature had garnered too. Spoiled brats were not off the table either. Quote, like veruca salt demanding a golden ticket. Mary reported that one child demanded a parent drive them to the alleged mothman to see it right now. Jesus, that would be my kid. Mm-hmm. Her report started getting the attention of a different group of people too, most notably UFOologist and author John Keel. The pair kept in correspondence with each other over the strange things happening in Point Pleasant, and they became best friends. Then, on December 15, 1967, Mary saw a young boy racing down the street yelling that the Silver Bridge had collapsed. Mary was the first reporter on the scene that day. The woman who reported on the Mothman UFO sightings and interviewed Miss Venus from the planet Venus was now faced with reporting on this real-life Horror story mary would later on say sometimes doing a big story is a pleasure and after it's published you can enjoy the memories when you reread the clipping but the Silver Bridge stories weren't that way it is a big story in my career but it isn't one i recall with pleasure sad. Well, i bet it's
0: not yeah that is really sad
1: after fighting an unspecified illness for a month, Mary passed away at Holger Hospital on February 15, 1970, at the young age of 55. She had a huge impact on John Keel and his investigations. He would go on to write and publish the book The Mothman Prophecies in 1975, which will later be made into the 2002 movie of the same name starring actor Richard Gere. The book was, quote, dedicated to Mary Heyer and the people of West Virginia. Why did John Kill believe the Mothman had something to do with the collapse of the Silver Bridge? Sure, there were alleged sightings of locals saying that they saw a Mothman on top of or flying over the Silver Bridge that early evening. Or perhaps it was a dream Mary shared with John. Quote, On December 15, 1967, after Mary Heyer had been bothered by dreams about people and packages floating in the water, the Silver Bridge collapsed at Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The disaster occurred exactly 13 months after the Mothman was first sighted, and it also signaled the end of the strange going-ons in that area. So after the bridge collapse, no more sightings of Mothman in it Point was, Pleasant.
0: I mean, I think we all know why. Why? He did his job. He did his job. And then he was done. I believe it. Yeah, they...
1: They they say um, his sightings all over the other place are usually, like, before disasters,
0: like oh yeah. earthquakes, tsunamis. He's a those. good guy. He is trying to put us out of fucking business, though. He is. So, Wait, what do you mean he's a good guy? He's trying to tell people about bridge collapses. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I think if you want to be enemies with Mothman, we can do that on the grounds that he is threatening our job security. But, I mean, I do think he has a noble cause. And I think that's, like, borderline disputable.
1: I think it's disputable. Disputable. Well, I don't – but how is it noble? That's like your kid being like, I'm going to break this toy.
0: I'm going to do it. I'm going to break this toy. Okay, so so the theory is that he himself is doing it? Yes. I don't think so. I think he just knows it's coming and he's, like, not on my fucking watch. And then he's like, yes, it's on my watch. Well, I mean, I'm embarrassed. Just, Let me get out of here. Okay, listen. Listen. <laughs> okay. Now apparently I have to fucking white knight for the Mothman. Yes. Just like Bobby Nash. Oh, God. Here Maybe we go. Maybe Bobby Nash is the Mothman. Mm. Not surprising. <laughs> cool might be getting me. <laughs> Are you sure it was Dayquil? No, it could just be my bullshit personality.
1: Yeah, so there is your episode, Emma. I hope your birthday is... Happy
0: birthday, Emma.
1: Fantastic, yeah. I
0: hope if anything bad is going to happen on your birthday, the Mothman lets you know first. I hope you don't see the Mothman ever, Emma, because I'm nicer than Brienne. I'm not saying I hope something bad happens. I'm saying I hope if it does, you get a heads up from a friendly cryptid. Okay. I think that's a reasonable birthday wish. What is what is a better cryptid for Emma's birthday? Um I mean, I like Nessie pretty well. I like Nessie too. I mean, obviously I like the dingbat. It won my bracket. hmm May you have a dingbat jump out of your cake. Yes. Like a stripper.
1: Surprise! Surprise! It's a dingbat. And it has like its little wings over its like tatas, and then like when it jumps yes. out, it like spreads its wings and
0: You see, it's little... I mean, you're making it dirty. I'm not. Well, if it's jumping out of of a cake, it has to be Dirty Brianne. Okay, fine. Emma, I hope you get a dirty dingbat jumping out of a cake for your birthday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Should we do some disaster
0: relief? I think we need it.
1: (laughs) So, mine this week is Mardi Gras. We went to our first Mardi Gras parades yesterday. First of
0: Uh, the year, I assume.
1: Of the year. We will have a couple more to go to. Um, This Friday, my kindergartner has her Mardi Gras parade. So um, it's such a big deal here. So all the kindergartners, they – you decorate a float for them and the parent comes and you pull your kid in the float oh my god you are made for this kind of thing and they throw out beads and stuff to the school and it's their own little mardi gras parade and i've been working so hard on this fucking float. oh my god i am fucking obsessed with it it's almost done i did a crawfish boil theme I made a throne. I made a throne.
0: You did.
1: I made a full-on fucking throne. It's got a big fork and a big spoon and a big knife coming you, out. Like, Game you of Thrones.
0: Do, you do this shit, and I'm constantly like, why is this what you're doing with your life? Because you could work anywhere for, like, designing stuff. I'm I'm so
1: excited. Okay, so I put – I. I did message on, all right, not message on Facebook. I had made a post uh, last month that I had found out that they do this parade thing. And I'm like, how much is too much? No one's going to
0: talk you down.
1: Oh, another mom was like, the bigger, the better. I think she's trying to trap me. I'm not for sure. Um, (laughs) But I'll bite. I'll bite. Um, And I'm justifying that... I have two more kids that are going to be in kindergarten so I can reuse it. But will you or will you do a new thing? I think I'll reuse it. So there's going to be a big like bo- like uh, crawfish boil pot in the middle. And I bought a little bubble
0: maker. So bubbles are going to shoot out of it like it's boiling. Oh, it's gonna you be so are good. so extra and I live for it. The only I thing I'm worried about it. is if
1: I pull her, are all these bubbles going to smash Abby in the face?
0: Listen, how is she going to handle that? Is she going to be okay with it? She's going to have to be. (laughs) It's for the sake of art. (laughs) Fair enough.
1: I'll have to post pictures. And then when we have the parade, I'll post a video of it. It's going to be cute. I got her a little apron. She's got a little chef's hat. It's all good. It's all good. I worked so hard. I worked so hard. And it shows.
0: It is phenomenal.
1: Do you think I need to put like some patina on that though? No. On the throne. Really.
0: I don't, know. We'll I don't know. I need to look at it again and think about that before All I right. really say that. Off the top of my head, I say, no, I don't think you need to, but let me actually look at it. Okay. I'll send you pictures later. What's your so. What's you your disaster? Say, you know what? We need to add that to the melody bingo board saying you'll text me something later and not doing it well you gotta remind me i'm an old lady you really are okay um so mine is weird <laughs> <laughs> actually no this one falls under so mine is dumb um they're always either weird or dumb dude i am so hardcore binge watching love is blind no right okay now. are you yes. in the first season no i watched that when it came out okay I haven't watched the second season.
1: I did watch the first one. But you did watch the first one? Okay. I don't don't think I can do the second. I don't think I can do the second. You know, it's
0: weird because Married at First Sight is like the same damn show. But for some reason, I find Married at First Sight like as boring as watching fucking paint dry. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember all that much about how much I enjoyed season one. I mean, I definitely watched it. I don't know. I think I mid-level enjoyed it. But I'm so invested in season two. I have opinions. I desperately want to get a thread going in Horrible Ghouls because I have, I am like hitting my mouse pad right now. I have opinions about everything. And you know that means you're going to have to watch it so we can fight about it.
1: Will we fight about it? I don't know. You know Bobby what? Nash almost
0: broke us, girl. I would have thought we wouldn't fight about it. And then Bobby Nash happened and now I don't trust your character anymore. Okay. 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 And I'm really vindicated because at the beginning of this season, there was a guy, my husband watched like the first maybe two episodes alone, which Mm -hmm. is, I mean, that's infidelity, like, full stop. He knew I was going to watch that, Mm -hmm. like, come the fuck on. But anyway... I'll have to handle that with him privately. Um, so he watched the first like two episodes and then he was like, no, you're going to have to watch this. Um, let's, you know, start this together. So we did. And he's like, there is somebody that you are going to hate so fucking bad. You're going to absolutely hate this guy. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't remember if he even told me who it was. But then we got to the person and I was like, jokes on you. I love him. And then he got like all mad because this guy proposed in ripped jeans and he thought that was, I don't know, I guess low class. But I'll tell you what, I think ripped jeans are hot as shit. So I was fine with it. I would say yes. What? I said let people live. I know. I know. So he was like, I fucking hate this guy. I hate everything about him. Well, then for like one episode in the middle, so did I. And I was like, God damn it, because I actually loved him. Then I realized maybe he was right after all. But now we've gotten almost to the end, and I think I'm vindicated. I think he was great all along. He's had Are a character you arc. Are just saying
1: that because you're petty? You can't <laughs> admit you're
0: wrong. Check your curtain rods tag. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because around, like, episode three or four, I did admit I was wrong. I was like, okay, never mind. He's a fucking child. I was wrong. Um... I gave this guy way too much benefit of the doubt. He's a jackass. Um, No, no. My initial impression was fucking correct. I should have listened to myself. Always listen. Follow your gut. My gut said he was fine. And I think my gut is telling the truth.
1: Okay, well, I'll watch and I'll let you know. Because the only opinion that matters here is mine, obviously. No, actually, no. Um, Before we get to our Patreon uh, shout out. I, can I, can I do a quick thank you? No. No.
0: Okay. No. You know, you're mm. always asking if you can do things. People don't know this, but you, if you like fuck up a a thing, like you say something and then you need to say it again or something and you're like, can I, can I start over? Like <laughs> you think at some point I'm going to be like, no, you, at the start of this podcast, you had 3000 start overs. This was your 3000th. You've run out. You have to leave your bloopers in now. Yeah. I think that's okay. Do you think that's coming?
1: I do think it's coming. It's I think not. you've done it to me once before, right? You said you we were going to
0: leave something in. Yeah, I think you I did to. too. <laughs> yeah. That huh. was different. All right, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyways. Okay, good. Hey, I like that I like that spirit.
1: Everyone that put in an order for our merch drop. Oh my god. Oh gosh. my god. Oh my gosh. I was Dude. so busy packing up stuff. I loved it. I got to get away from my kids. I went to my husband. And I said, I got business in the office. I'm a girl boss. Hashtag girl boss I'm just kidding, I didn't do that. Don't don't the say that. You it's terrible. I guarantee
0: you did. <laughs> I guarantee you did.
1: It was so wonderful. Thank you. Um cause <gasps> it just means a lot, you guys.
0: I'm gonna send a you a girl boss coffee cup. To but all. no, seriously it does. That Bet. that Bet no. No, don't. It's gonna be like from the dollar store. Okay. It's gonna Maybe. be like a typo. It's gonna be like Grill Boss or something.
1: I'll just put one of our <laughs> sweet vinyl stickers at the top. Of
0: it <laughs> oh, nice plug. Because they're
1: waterproof. Nice plug. Nice. So, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, so cool that you guys did that. Um, also, if you're a Patreon, you get ten percent off. And we have a new Patreon this week Yay. she's by herself so she's just gonna come hang out with us okay she can sit with us yes she can't because she posted about a whisker biscuit today in the group oh did you see that
0: yes people are trying to suck up to you for some reason mm-hmm. i don't mind it
1: i don't mind <laughs> it anyways terry Burroughs. Thank you for supporting our podcast. Yes, you can sit with us. Thank you for giving Melanie Whisker biscuit content. That's what she needs. I told her. I said, to "Hey, drive. I already said our tree's sexy." <laughs> 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 but yeah. So go donate blood. Go donate food. Go, go donate, donate a kidney. kidney.
0: Donate uh, them both. It's fine. All of it. All of it. Just I'm gonna give give them your whole body. Okay. Don't. I'm not sure who they are.
1: <laughs> Give them your whisky biscuit. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's time to go to bed. Yeah. That, oh God, it's time
1: to go to bed. Happy birthday, Emma. Happy Sweet dreams. Birthday. Emma. Or no dreams. Sweet dreams or no dreams. Bye. Bye. Hey, horrible goals. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at marksafepodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us, too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.